see Heather McDonald, James O'Keefe, and Sheriff David Clark at Freedom Summit 2018. Get your tickets at freedomsummitchicago.com. Good morning, Dan and Amy. Turn our attention locally here, and that uh, means a a look at uh, the Chicago mayor's race. Uh, Chewy Garcia gone. (laughs) Wait, on a very special Dan and Amy, remembering the mayoral candidacy of Chewy Garcia. How long did that last? Flew by. I mean, it went, if you blinked, you missed it. Yeah. Uh, He's going to focus on that uh, congressional seat that that was handed off to him by El Gaito. What's, hey, any reaction from El Gallito? Because remember, he's like, I am determined to make him mayor. So then I suppose El Gallito is stopping his <laughs> petition circulation for Chewy. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that yeah. was so. Ah, the histrionics are fun. The theater is fun, oh. isn't it? The uh, financial position of the, Chicago, of the city, the actual city of Chicago, yeah. not so fun. What are the numbers? Worst governed, Worst governed city, worst governed big city in the country, and it's not close. Uh, by every quality of life metric and you know you can pretend that the entire city is the mag mile the entire city is uh you know a half a dozen wards but as paul vallis rightly points out in this uh, economic development plan of sorts that he uh, put out yesterday uh only about 15 to 20 percent of the city is thriving and as i've said for years and uh Maybe nobody believes me except Paul Vallis, or at least is willing to admit to it, as he did. You can't have 80% of the city burn down around you and pretend that the 20% in which you live is not going to be affected. That is, it's folly and it's irresponsible. So for more on what uh, Paul proposes, we're pleased to be joined by a Chicago mayoral candidate, former CPS superintendent, Paul Vallis. Paul, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Well, good morning. You, you summed up my introduction quite accurately. About 80 percent of the city is not growing. I think there's there's only strong, robust growth in about five or six wards and maybe 10 wards altogether. And to the balance, there's either no growth in terms of investment, major investment. But in many of the wards, they're in depression-like conditions. So the city can't uh, – I mean, this hurts the city in so many ways. It means that those people who pay taxes or pay high taxes are going to pay even higher taxes at it has an impact on crime. It has an impact on social disruption. I mean, you know, all the ills. You know, we're only as strong as our weakest, our, our weakest uh, neighborhood. So your, so, uh, your, yeah, your proposal is to sort of take advantage of the legislation at the federal level that was authored by Senators Cory Booker and Tim Scott. This kind of new opportunity slash enterprise zone legislation, and you think you can take a billion dollars in TIF funds from the city. And leverage that for ten billion dollars in private investment in some of Chicago's poorest neighborhoods. Uh, explain, please. Yes. Well, first of all, absolutely. As you know, in the in the Trump tax bill, there was a uh, provision put in t- to provide massive incentives, tax incentives, to stimulate development in in uh, underdeveloped areas. And and nationwide, there's eighty seven hundred zones or geographic areas that have been designated in Chicago. 133 have. Of course, designating is one thing. Actually, mobilizing to uh, secure the investment is another. And the tax incentives, in a nutshell, are you can, for all practical purposes, shelter your capital gains tax. You can avoid the capital gains tax by investing in the zones and in any income you generate, any profit that you generate from that investment. 
um, you get to keep tax-free. So that's a huge stimulus. And the problem with poor communities in the city of Chicago is the lack of capital. I mean, you can create all the tips you want in those areas, but if there's no prospect for growth, uh, because there's there's really no infusion of capital investment, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, but, it, don't so mean, at the end of the day, what I'm yeah, but 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 just uh, just to hold there, because I mean, the kind of the enterprise zone, opportunity zone. I know this federal provision makes it a little bit different and has a little bit more sense of urgency, and these are good times mm-hmm. and all that jazz. But here's the thing: enterprise zones, opportunity zones, not exactly a new idea. And it, there's a little bit of cart before the horse with these proposals, it seems to me, from previous experience hearing these things out and seeing them attempt to be put into action, which is uh, you can incentivize me all day long. I'm not investing money, even if it's free in terms of uh, tax-free, uh, and, and without any prospect of ROI because I'm, you're telling me or you're trying to incentivize me to invest money that in places that are unsafe, where there is no possibility for ROI. Well, well, Dan, as you know, when I was on your show, I've been on your show a couple of times when I've talked about other things that the city needs to do in terms of improving its schools, in terms of, I mean, I, I detailed in very specific terms what I would do to revitalize the police department. So, you know, so we can spend an hour talking about this holistically or focus specifically on how you take advantage of these massive federal incentives that are available because fast past enterprise zone programs were very light on incentives. They really didn't provide the type of incentives that would stimulate investment. And what I'm saying is there's 133 zones. Now, does that, does that mean that, uh, that investors are going to invest in all those zones? No, but if, if they invest in half the zones, and if you have instead of growth in five wards, you have a growth in 15 or 20 or 25 wards, that expands the economic base. That, as you have articulated time and time again, will generate kind of natural revenue growth without the type of revenue growth that's incurred when you're constantly raising taxes. So there are no other alternatives to develop these areas. And we're talking about areas that are covering probably about maybe a third of the city because the opportunity zones uh, geographically cover about a third of the city. And and let me also point out what I'm talking about is the city uh, diverting a portion of the TIF money. And as you know, the city diverts $660 million in property tax money for TIFs already. These are existing TIFs and using it with investors to invest in the zones and then allowing the city to be a equity investor. So what happens is if those areas grow, if that investment grows, the city not only gets reimbursed, but the city also gets to profit, particularly if those investments profit. And as you all know, right now, all they do with TIF money is just hand it out. You know, yeah. $50 million to the Wintrust Arena, $40 million to a hotel that's converting to a, to an apartment complex with no equity whatsoever. And what about um, your plan for police and fire pension debt? Well, you know, you on October 15th, what, yeah, um, Amy, on October 15th, I'm going to speak before the city club mm-hmm. and I'm going to speak. Um, I'm going to offer a, a very, a very specific comprehensive solutions to in effect address the issue of the city's financial crisis. And I'm going to talk about what needs to be done uh, to get the pension debt under control and to address that issue, while at the same time, how to construct a, bu- a budget that will not uh, result in draconian property tax increases. And I'm going to do that well before the primary, and I'm going to do it on October 15th when I don't have to sit on a stage with 12 other people and have 60 seconds to answer very complicated questions. So, so let's go back to this uh, proposal that you've put forward. Uh, and I've had this conversation with LaShawn Ford, Westside State Representative, and, and mm-hmm. you know, the mantra of uh, the sort of 
politicians in Chicago on the west and south side is Marshall Plan for the city, Marshall Plan for the city. And my point with Ford is, look, I'm willing to spend money on schools. I'm willing to spend money on social service providers. I'm willing to spend money to I attract investment. But I'm not willing to spend it on models that have proven unsuccessful, that are government-centric. I want to see, and there are models in the city, social service uh, space, uh, K through 12 education space, urban prep academy, Tim King's operation. I mention these all right. the time. That should be scaled. And I would say the same thing here about um, about entrepreneurship. Are there there are there are there models that could be scaled? So we're not doing the hey hey uh, we'll underwrite a Whole Foods in Inglewood and call that lo uh, economic development. Uh, listen, I agree. You know, for creating a ten million dollar tip for Ingle for a Whole Foods in Inglewood is not economic development. The whole objective behind the opportunity zones, which is why it was in the Trump tax package, is to provide massive tax breaks to stimulate investment. You know, the investors are still going to decide what they want to invest in. That means are they going to invest in all the opportunity zones? The answer is no. They're going to invest where they think their investment can be most secure. The city, by becoming an investor uh, with the private investors, they only enhance that investment, and they, give, they generate the possibility to raise, to raise even more money. And as you well know, there are other tax incentives available. There's the Workforce Opportunity Tax Credit. There are the EDGE tax programs. There are, there's the Workforce mm -hmm. Opportunity Innovation uh, Act uh, job training uh, uh, subsidies. So there are other federal incentives there that you can apply to make these investments even more, uh, more uh, to reduce the risk for these investments. So I'm not talking about the government just set, setting up a program where, they hand, where they're handing out money. I'm talking about the city working with private investors to take advantage of massive tax incentives. And in about three years, those tax incentives are going to be fading away. In other words, you've got a three-year window to take advantage of it. If anybody else out there, if anybody else out there has a better idea to develop uh, these uh, underdeveloped areas that are in need of capital, well, they've got to put up or shut up well, because there's nothing yeah. else out there. So, so I'm not going to so I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to take advantage of these incentives because it's in the Trump tax bill. I'll take advantage of any break, any federal incentive out there is going to benefit our, our communities. Yeah, but, Paul, as you know, I mean, being a guy who focuses on the structural things, uh, the structural tax and regulatory environment matters. And so one thing that Absolutely. could be one thing that could be done, and this is for residents and business owners alike, but especially uh, commercial, since commercial subsidizes residential in Chicago and Cook County, is property taxes. Make this a lower property tax environment, lower the barriers to entry in terms of tax and regulatory policy in the city. Yeah, you know, I agree 100 percent. You know, it's like housing. Let me give you an example if I have a second. It's like on housing. You know, they talk about the need for affordable housing units in the city of Chicago, and there's a need. So we're going to go out and we're going to subsidize affordable housing. Well, and, and then they provide immense subsidies that don't generate much affordable housing. Well, if they just reduced, if they just reduced the blocks, the, the restrictions on, 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 uh, 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 on landlords' ability to, to convert their garden apartments to, uh, you know, to, you know to, or to, to convert their garden units to garden apartments, to, you know, they could generate 126,000 apartments. Uh, affordable apartments throughout the city. Isn't that affordable housing? And, and that wouldn't co cost the city a dime. That would simply be, you know, changing the regulations around or modifying the regulations to stimulate economic development. You know, when I, pr when I promote, when I present my plan on October 15th, I'm going to talk about reducing regulation, and I'm also going to talk about 
capping property taxes as part of an overall financial strategy for the city because you're absolutely right. As long as we tax and regulate ourselves to death, that's going to stifle any sort of real long-term investment. And would you promise not to raise our property taxes? Well, you know, I, I, or you don't want to anyone would be Bush irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, you know, anybody would be irresponsible for making that promise because we are statutorily mandated to fund their pensions. But let me say what I will promise. Yes. I will promise to cap our property taxes at the rate of inflation of 5%, whichever is less, because right. I think that is doable. And if people know that their property taxes are going to be capped and that they're not going to get these draconian reassessments and these big increases every year, both individuals and businesses, I think that'll make the city uh, more uh, a more hospitable place for investing. No, you, you misunderstood Amy, Paul. Amy just wants to make sure her property taxes no, no, don't no, increase. If you, could just, if you could just make sure her property taxes don't increase, then no she's problem, fine. No problem, Amy. Give her the Luis Gutierrez treatment there. All right, he is uh, Paul Vallis, candidate for mayor of the city of Chicago. The website with the details of the plan that we were discussing and a lot more is vallisforallchicago.com. Paul, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks to you and your listeners. Have a great day. Thanks. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer.